0: Hey, homies, it's Michelle Bennett, graphic designer, turned marketer, turned interior decorator, and apparently now podcast host. That's right, peeps. I selfishly started a podcast so that I would have an excuse to pick the brains of designers, decorators, and industry experts so that I can get to the next level. And the best part is, you guys are coming with me. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm here today with Gray Oak Studio with Leah and Sonia. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, Michelle. So I met these lovely ladies over the Instagrams, which is basically where I keep meeting people and it's amazing and I love it. And I was watching their stories and you guys... Okay. From what I have put together, you guys have just started your business last year. Two years. Two years ago. We're co-
1: well, we're coming up on two years. Yes. Yeah. We did our first project July 2017.
2: Yes.
0: And it's 2019. Yes. I was it's confused on my years right now. But still, you guys, like, you're just coming on two years, you're saying? Yeah,
2: coming on. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: And these guys, I was watching you guys do your styling installation day, and I was, like, so impressed, and I, and I needed to talk to you. <laughs> It's, I need to understand exactly how you pull it all together. But we will get to that. So before we get into all that stuff, why don't you guys give a brief kind of history on okay, how do you guys know each other? How do you become business partners? What were you doing before? Tell me all the things. Try to give you the short, the The short short version. The only reason I say short is because I don't want I want to make sure we can get super deep on the installation process. So it's not because I don't want to hear all about it, but it's just because like I feel like we have so much to cover and I want to make sure we can get real deep on that. Yeah. But yeah. So how did this all happen? Oh I'll go first, (laughs) please. That's uh, late. I feel like I'll have to
1: announce my name before I talk. Maybe people will get used to our voices. I know.
0: I, I That that can be so tough. I'm, I, I have a distinct voice, so I feel like I'm good. But I that can be difficult for sure. I know.
1: And I'm a, a little bit getting over a cold, so I have a bit of a rasp.
0: Oh, I like it. Yeah. yeah
1: exactly. Uh, okay. So <laughs> um, before Grey Oak Studio, I was a lawyer. What? Um, oh, my God. I know. Which I actually have found is kind of a common story. It comes in handy, actually. What kind of lawyer? A criminal
0: defense. Holy shit. <laughs> I feel like that would be a very fun one to have drinks and talk about the stories you must have. That's That sounds intense. Wow. Okay. Yes.
1: Wonderful. So I graduated law school. I was a criminal defense lawyer for, I don't know, seven years, something like that. I actually transitioned from being in court every day as a litigator, to then being an appellate lawyer, so doing a lot of research and a lot of writing. Um, And sort of on the side, like a lot of people who don't have formal training, which we don't, um, is that my passion for weekend warrior projects was constant, or I was, um, I actually had a blog for a while, so I was doing some personal writing and blogging, um, and just doing all the things that I was passionate about, but wasn't Deciding to do professionally yet, mm-hmm. um, and and then I met Sonia. And you lived in Brooklyn. Oh, I guess an important part is sure. I lived in Brooklyn, so I was um, a lawyer in Brooklyn for a while. And I think living in really small spaces and really making those spaces my own and maximizing the function, and also just the experience of living in Brooklyn, New York, and the aesthetic that it is there. Mm-hmm. This, Art that exists in that world is definitely had an
2: impact on my style and
1: you know in my yeah how I do my work
2: yeah yeah and um and then they moved to the suburbs and you're from we're both from Massachusetts yeah we both Uh, moved elsewhere and then we came back and um our little girls we both have three kids each wow so many children all together um (laughs) but our little girls were good friends so we were just mom friends for a little bit. Um, Sonny had been in California, you should tell them, yeah. yeah. So before my interior design life, I was a psychologist for Jesus, a number. Of- <laughs> you guys are quite a duo. <laughs> oh yeah. Then home for a few years with all of my little kids and um, lived in California for four years. And I'm from a construction family, so I've always just been in the world of building, knocking things down, rebuilding. Um, And I I always had a say on what they should do. My dad and my brother run construction companies. And I'd be like, I don't know, think about this color. Think about that. So in my DNA, I just wanted to do it. So I built my own house, designed my own house. And then, you know, people say like, you did a good job. Can you come to my house? You know, just friends and family. So that's just how it started. And I said, you know, Leah, I think we should maybe start a business. She did. She just said it.
1: And it was, in mo- it was just the right moment. It must've just been the right moment in my life because f- for a reason I don't know, I yeah. said, yeah, <laughs> yeah let's right. do this. No, because, do this.
0: because it is one thing for one person to make such a dramatic like choice and decision, but then for both of you to be like, it just seems like very serendipitous. Like, yeah, I think that's a good word. Yeah. We're doing yeah. it. We went for it. Yeah. yeah. And is it the greatest thing you've ever done? And are you just like pinching yourselves? Like, how did we get here? Yes. of the time, (laughs) greatest thing we've ever done.
2: I actually like just following other people's stories and Instagram and whatnot, I am so happy to do this with a partner. Yeah. Doing it alone, I have tons of respect and appreciation for people who do it alone because we just bounce so many things off of each other. And sometimes if you get into that like alone cycle and you just keep thinking the same, same thing, like, oh, you know what? I do need a blue couch. I do need a blue couch. And then you know, I just say, do I have the blue couch? She's like, no, you don't need the blue couch. And I'm
0: like, you are so right. It. Move on. You don't need the blue couch. <laughs> and just, is your aesthetic similar? Yes. Yeah. Because okay. Okay. I would imagine it would be difficult. I think for me anyway, it'd be very difficult if I, I mean, you obviously both respect each other's design aesthetic. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, that would be important. A, we have the same
1: baseline, right? We, we definitely are a bit modern. Um, we like things sort of clean. I think Sonia Lean's probably a little bit more coastal. She's more comfortable with color. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm probably a little bit more maybe industrial. And I, I have an instinctual affinity for neutral palettes.
2: Yeah. Where we came up with our gray for Grey Oak Studio,
0: we just had a, a mutual love of all things gray. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a great name. I I was yeah. thinking about it today, and I don't know how you came up with it, but I. It sounds. You know how sometimes you like hear people's names, you are like, Ooh, no, like that's <laughs> it don't sound very premium or like not luxury is not the right word, but you know, like it, it just sounds like a stu- the name of a company that's going to do well, and that I think people can totally oh. get behind. So, it's amazing. Hey, it, it's true though. Um, well, guys, that's amazing. I I. I don't know. So how long did you guys know each other before you made this crazy leap together? Four or five years. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Okay, Our okay. And girls then, have
2: really grown up
0: together. They're both okay. you know, six years old now, so, yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's get to the topic at hand because I don't want to be able yeah. to, I, I want to get to the nitty gritties. So all I know is you did some Insta stories and you had a lot of stuff mm-hmm. so for stuff. your styling and I've seen, you know, your, your, your photos of your spaces and they're really well styled. And I know, I know how much work goes gets like it takes to get, to get that, you know, some people do a photo shoot and you're kind of like, you look at it and you think like they really didn't style it to the fullest, but so I know what it takes to kind of make that happen. And I'm just, I would love to hear what your process is. Like, I think where maybe we could start is at what point do you talk to clients about the costs behind Styling day, like when are you talking to them? Is it all dealt with up front and rolled in at the beginning of the project, or do you have to buy them in once you get to that phase? Good question. Yeah,
2: it's um, it's part of our initial package. Okay. Like for us personally, um, to just design a space and not do the styling would feel super incomplete. Um, like I might not be able to sleep at night if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like we just really. We take the creative vision really seriously. And I think both of us, we just see the whole picture, nuts to bolts, little pots and plants and where all should go. Um, So we need our clients to really be brought into that because that's, that's also what makes it so like personal and not feeling like you walked into a spec home. Um, You know, it's just, it's what brings a character and that's really huge to us. Yeah.
0: And okay, so when you're putting together the proposal for your client, well, you know what, even though this is not totally installation, let's just talk about what what that onboarding looks like because I'm sure it is really important for you to get to that final phase. So tell me a little bit about how do you um, kind of price out the project early on in order for you to include this and get the client bought into the full process?
1: Sure. So um, we have a sort of hybrid flat fee. Uh, I say hybrid... Oh, good. You're having a sip. We can do Uh,
0: Yeah. Cheers, ladies. (laughs) Five o'clock. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a quick sip. (laughs)
1: Yes. Okay. So we have a hybrid model where um, we have a flat fee per room. And then we also have an hourly rate and the hourly rate applies to any time that we are meeting someone on site. Um, that's sort of outside of the standard process. So, right, creator presentation is on site. That's included. Install day, that's included. Um, But let's say we're doing a built-in unit. We need a carpenter. We need a painter. So each one of these subs we are coming on site for, and we're charging an hourly rate for those moments. And it's great because it helps us for projects that are a lot more involved. We're getting more compensated.
0: Um, That is really smart. And I think I might actually implement that. So basically in your contract, you're saying like, this is what your project, like, this is what the flat fee scope includes. And what's additional and hourly is anytime I have to meet somebody on site or anything like random that might happen. And do you find that they're resistant and like a little bit more like, well, do you need to be there then for certain things? Are you like, okay, here's the, like, how does that ever happen?
2: It was such a learning curve that we weren't always there for some things. And then the first time that that doesn't work out, you say to clients in your new contract, which we change, you know, we've changed uh, periodically within this past two years is we need to be on site to meet with the subs. It's just too many things that can go wrong. They can just start putting lights willy nilly, you know, when we meet with the electrician and we're like, Whoa, that is way too high. That sconce is way too high. So you just needed to be there. And, we kind of say for the amount of money you're paying for our hour or two, it's going to save you money to fix mistakes you yeah. know, when they make mistakes without us. So, And
1: I think that the part that clients can sometimes have difficulty wrapping their head around in terms of finances are the sort of design phase that feels a little bit more ambiguous to them. So listen, we have a flat fee fee for that. And you can have, here's a solid expectation that you can lean on in terms of the creative process and getting you from our vision to the execution. But when, you know, we're site a hundred times for tile and whatever else it is, those are tangible days that they can understand. Oh, you know what? Lee and Sonia were there for an hour with the electrician. So that makes sense to me. Um, It's just a little bit easier for them to, Swallow. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: You're you're so right on that. And um, is there anything else that would be under the hourly? Then in that case, or is it pretty much? It's like going to would a be, store. It, would be like showroom visits, are those included in the flat fee or we in actually the, um, for our own personal shopping or to bring clients? I guess either case.
2: Like yeah, you- yeah. We don't do the shopping with clients. We don't want to get involved in that world. Um, we uh, included in that, I would say, is part of the um, the revisions to our creative presentation. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of capped at like a three-item max, just because once you start getting clients who are like, wait, I want to change this and that and that, it kind of changes the whole room. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of said, you know, in that fee, you get to change three things, whatever it is in this design that's not jiving with you. Um but we really have refined our intake process and we take a lot of time with them at the beginning to try to understand their needs, which is just really hard to get clients to tell you what they actually want. Um, and it's really hard. So we've incorporated visuals into that. Like we send them three or four pictures. What do you like about this one? What do you not like about this one? Just to get more and more feedback. Um, it seems to be really helping.
0: Yeah. We have- early in the, like, they've... Signed on to be a client already or okay? Yes, so
1: essentially to give you a, a nice clean timeline, someone calls us, they're interested in our services, we have a nice long inquiry phone call, um, we agree that they want to bring us on, we have our initial meeting, which is somewhere between one and two hours on site. And we spend a lot of time, as Sonia sort of alluded to, even in that first conversation, we're looking at the furniture they own. We're having a long conversation. All those questions that you hear, where do you shop? Like everything that you do to really get to know someone. Um, And then we take that information home. And then we still spend probably two weeks having quite a few exchanges to get to know them. There's just a lot of exchanges of do you have a Pinterest board or like Sonia said, here's the sort of game. We're going to show you three pictures and you give us some feedback on them. There's just a lot of getting to know you. Once that process is done, we present them with a proposal and this is the breakdown of here, are all of the items in the room that you are going to need. And here is the cost of each item. Right. Um, so, and there at that point, and, and this is all part of the creative presentation. So here's all of the items you need, here's how much it's going to cost here are your elevations. Here's the layout. Here's everything. It's a nice, neat package. They give us some feedback. Uh, we have an editor too. We finalize everything and we're green lighted to purchase.
0: And um, when you do the, okay, you, you tweak a few pieces, do you re-present or do you just shoot an email?
2: That's more shooting an email. Yeah. Not a person to person, not a face to face, but I would say in all of that, in that initial proposal, we have a line item for accessories.
0: Mm, so it
2: is just a broad line item it is based on you know like our typical client and we've done this enough times we know what it's going to take to accessorize a room um within their budget you know because that's always a concern at the end of the project. the budget's running um so we really try to respect the budget in particular with accessories um but if it goes over a little bit we kind of just tell the clients we've gone over a bit. These are the things we may have added. We can come back and take that away um, if you're not feeling it. And for the most part, it really adds to the room and they yeah. decide they need to
0: keep it. Yeah. So when you're collecting the funds for all the furniture, you're actually also collecting that line item fund for accessories at that time? No. No. Accessories
1: is the only thing we won't collect in advance.
0: <clears throat> okay. The last, last bill with
2: the 50% of our design fee.
0: Got it. Okay. Okay. That's, that's very helpful. So, okay. You've, you've already told them um, the flat fee, which includes installation day, which is installation of furniture and accessorizing. Yes. Um, the only thing that they're going to pay in addition is any like site visits that might happen. And how often are you billing for that? It's sort of rolling. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of like, okay, let's say you build at the end of the month. You, you don't pre-bill for that. You bill after do you have a minimum like what if you met somebody on site and it, are you ever just there 15 minutes and do you do you bill for the full hour or do you just fill in like whatever time you were there we I think half hour chunks is sort yeah. of a minimum
2: yeah okay it usually ends up taking yeah quite a while to go over any particular um project we're working on yeah
0: yeah okay so let's go then to installation day why don't you kind of take me through your process of like are you guys working with a receiver right now where all of the furniture? Okay. And so what is the, I, I'm cool with the receiver. We we don't need to get too much into that. Tell me about your styling process from the minute you procure the items. And like, how long does it take? I just want to know every single detail. (laughs) Um,
2: we have to start by saying we have very understanding husbands because, um, I have commandeered a whole kind of, section of my garage where Mm -hmm. that we will store items you know because we don't necessarily want to send our accessories to the receiver yeah it's like really cumbersome and really expensive to do that um and we do a lot of personal on hand shopping touching and feeling it's it's such a huge part of accessories um so we both have little parts of our house where we stash our accessories little big little and big (laughs) and then um yeah, so we don't actually send those bits to the receiver. That's for all of our big pieces. But we will keep them ourselves until install day.
0: Yeah. And so, like, are you guys just kind of like, as you're moseying along, like, okay, so how long are you normally, okay, I've presented and I've purchased to installation day. What's that typical lead time for you? That's a good question. So presenting
1: and purchasing, we, you know, it can take two weeks. I mean, I guess that's crazy, but it can take oh, okay. six it can, yeah, it's, It can be a lot. Can, there's a huge range between the day that you purchase to the day that everything's arriving. And we have a really <clears throat> hard rule, and this is a lesson learned, that we will not schedule an install day until absolutely all large furnishings are at our receiver.
0: Yeah. Amen. Yes. yes. It
1: Thank just can't you. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think our clients understand that, right? Because just too much can be in flux until that actually occurs. So once everything is at the receiver, I would say we usually schedule out somewhere between three, four weeks. Um, and so we're taking about one solid month to focus on pulling together all of these pieces. But I would say the before.
0: accessories you mean, or you mean the, for okay. Accessories.
1: accessories. Yes. Um, and, and probably before we even really do the purchasing, we spend a good amount of time um, doing a design plan for the accessories. So okay. we have, yeah, we have a good, we go back. yes, um, we, right from the get go, obviously, you know, you know, you're talking about the big picture design of the room, right? There's maybe a theme and there's a style and there's a color palette. So we have all of those big things nailed out way up front based on the furniture and the wall color and everything else. But then that month out, we have a meeting and really talk about what are the detailed plans. So if there is a coffee table, I mean, we're pretty specific about our ideas on what is going to go on that coffee table. Is it going to be a tray? Will there be a vase? We have really almost mini plans. Now, we are not presenting these to the client. This, okay. is, this is totally for us. Um, but we definitely refine the accessory plan and make almost a shopping list, if mm-hmm. you will, of all of the things we're going to need for each different vignette. Some stuff super specific. I'll know exactly what you know kindle holder i want and some stuff is more i need a 12 inch planter
0: mm-hmm. Something
2: like that um and this is the part where it is really nice that there are two of us yes because just have two sets of eyes and two different perspectives and we also split up stores so right. you take west Almond crate and barrel and i'll check out this home goods um and things like that. So it makes it a little bit easier. We do find that we often purchase the same things. Like that's we funny. show up on install day with six of the same pillows. Leah will buy three. I will buy three because it was just the right pillow, right? And yeah. we spoke to both of us. So actually it's kind of a cool moment
0: for us because we're like, hey, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, that was the right decision. It's like validating, right? Like clearly that was absolutely the right pillows. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of funny. But
2: um, yeah, so it is nice to have both of our points of view on it yeah. and and when we're saying like we, I definitely think we need a black um tray for this coffee table we'll come I might find a black tray Leah will find a black tray and we'll come with three or four various black trays and then once we get them in the space it's kind of apparent which one is the winner
0: yeah 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 and okay so are you able to I, at this point I feel like depending on how, how many rooms do you normally style in a day we like, will do one do Okay, thank you. Oh my God, that makes me feel so good. Yeah. Oh, that's so sometimes tiring. I hear people in in the Facebook group saying like, "I did a whole house in a day." I'm like, I, "No, there's no way I can pull." I I couldn't do it and do it well personally. I mean, everybody's different, obviously, but like, I know I can't do that. So it makes me feel very good that you also do. Oh, good.
1: We're the same with you. Even two is sometimes pushing it. We we yeah. would love if to
0: shelves. Yeah
1: like
0: styling involves like that is a, that is a whole thing. So, okay. So you're doing two, you're accessorizing two rooms in a day. Let's say at this point, you probably have a pretty good idea of how much shopping time is involved in getting that done. Can you give me a rough range on how many hours of shopping between the two of you or like all together it would take?
2: I think between the two of us it's probably somewhere between 12
0: and 16 hours okay
2: it's, it's, it's not easy it is no. there's no easy
0: around it it's, yeah. it's very interesting um because i am right there on the same page with you especially because there's two of you right so while well, yes it makes things more efficient at the same time you guys are both going out to do your own thing and no matter what it takes the time it takes to get from point a to point b even and just like And are you, do you guys have the philosophy of like, we need more than we, we're going to get way more than we need in order to create the perfect vignette or have you guys created such a a tight shopping list?
1: I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that we, we definitely believe you need to bring a lot more than you actually end up using. You just do, when you're in the space, something is going to feel proportion for these small little objects is so different in a space. Yeah. Um, And it really, we think that it is what makes the magic is getting it there, seeing how it all fits together, seeing how it fits with the furniture. And so we inevitably just want to bring 10 pillows to pick two. It it just kind of is what it is. Um, And we, we think that's what gives us the best end results. Absolutely. Yeah. And
2: we kind of have like a very loose guidelines in our accessory shopping Like there are like seven areas that we are trying to hit for each project. We're like, okay, what's the texture? Is it, do we need a ton of texture here or is it really sleek and modern? No texture. Um, What kind of color are we bringing in? And we bringing in the blue accents. And then we, we talk about our metal. What metal am I shopping for? Am I shopping for a black? Am I shopping for a brass? Um, Another thing that we do, which I think really makes the space for clients is we do book shopping um, and when you ever, you see beautifully styled shelves, there are books on there and they are not just random books. They are like color coordinated and have the right vibe and the right font. And we actually spend a lot of
0: time, um, looking for that. Yeah. Um, and And also I'm sure a little bit of it is, is like that the book is like meaningful in some way to the client or do you care about that?
2: We try to, we try to sneak in like a little funny book. Like, um, one client's husband was really into race cars And we had a little race car book thrown in there. It's also, I mean, we, we definitely, I'll say the opposite is true. We stay away from things
1: that are too, are too strange or right. Like we're not bringing in anything that's not PC or like, you know, yes. We're definitely keeping it something that they're not going to scratch their heads over or feeling comfortable about. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like a, a book of like nudes or something. Yeah. Okay. This is okay. You guys have actually given me a lot to think about. This is I've never really given it any thought to just like be. I could be grabbing things. For me, generally speaking, it takes uh, up to twelve weeks before I install because, like, there's a custom sofa. and, Normally, that's like 10 to 12 weeks, for example. And maybe I could do what you guys are doing, which is I used to not price that phase up front, but I this year made the change like where I'm going to price out the whole project up front, because I now know way more than I did before. Um, And if I know that they're already going with it, I really like the idea that I could be like, okay, a month out from what I think to be installation, I could be now hitting up stores more slowly where it's a lot less exhausting don't because it can be so exhausting exhausting. I think um in
2: February was it February that we had oh my gosh
1: January to February was five five weeks weeks weeks. and four installs no
2: and um (laughs) but the nice thing about that is that when we do do our shopping we have our different projects in mind so we're going to a store and we're looking for some candle holders for this project, but we're also kind of in our mind looking for the right pillows for this project. So it is taking a bit of time, but kind of grouping the projects together. um, It's really exhausting, but um, it kind of does make it, it it is a little bit more efficient that way.
0: Okay. So, You guys basically start collecting things in your home, in your little dedicated area that your husbands have been nice. And I feel you like he, same, same happens here. And so you're collecting the things. um, It's now, and you've just been filling your cars and you're not going like hardcore, like in one day so that you're not like, I've just filled my car. Now I got to go unload and go back out because you're doing it more on a, a longer basis leading up but now installation day is tomorrow and you have like two houses full of stuff. How do this, how does the stuff get to the house? This is a good Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, we both have
2: large vehicles. Um, <laughs> we have three kids. We remember. have three kids. So we have, <laughs> <is> our, true. <laughs> so we take all the car seats out and we pack them up. Um, we use these big plastic bins and at home to organize ourselves and to make it easier to install. We kind of just do this bin is more tabletop items. This bin has tons of books. We kind of start organizing yeah. things at home so that when we get there, it is a little bit more, it is less crazy town. Um, but we have a handyman on site at all of our projects who does all of our hanging, yeah. of um, any artwork or any heavy lifting really. Um, and he will also come if we've gone really crazy and have three car loads of things, he
1: comes and we fill up his car as well. Okay, and He's helping us move everything. Yes. Um, Michelle, one thing I wanted to back up and say is one of the lessons we learned about the shopping over, you know, 30 days or whatever it is, is that there are, you know, return issues at certain stores. I was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. So we made the mistake of shopping too soon for projects and that doesn't work for for us to not be able to return something should a client not want it. So we are pretty hardcore about not beginning the shopping process until we're, at least one month out, we like to do it maybe like three weeks out, two weeks mm-hmm. out to give us a little bit of a pad to be able to make a return should we need to. Um, got
0: it, yeah. I, I was totally thinking about that, and I just realized recently that pro- CB2 is one of my favorite places for accessories. I really love CB2. Um, but they actually have like 60 day or 90 day I so Crate and Barrel and CB2 for accessories have 90 days, which is amazing. Yes, yes. Yeah. But what another great place that I love locally is only a week. Which Ooh, is wild, wow. crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it's insane. They're they're a very designer friendly retailer and they're they're Toronto specific, but um and they have great stuff, but But it's just, it can be really difficult. But they can also, like, I mean, they see me in there all the time too. So they're pretty good with designers. But um, have you guys been considering at all carrying, like getting your own inventory of like trade-only items?
1: So I don't think we're there quite yet. It's definitely the dream to have a space. So we are relieving our homes of all of these items. Yeah. When we find these really beautiful found pieces, I mean, there's a lot of amazing antique shopping around us. Mm. Um, And we would love to be able to find something beautiful and keep it and hold on to it until the right project came along. So I think that's definitely in our future plan to be able to do so.
0: Yeah. That's my goal this year for sure. So I'm talking, do you guys know Lindsay Brooke design? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's going to be a guest on my podcast because I was talking about basically like the, how long it took me to do styling. And she was like, no, that's way too long. She posted in the group in the Ivy group. Are you guys, do you guys use Ivy or? We don't use Ivy. We do
1: all of our bookkeeping through QuickBooks. We have okay, like,
0: got it. And so, um, and she talks about having her own inventory. Mm-hmm. To which I was like, great. Do you want to be a guest on my podcast? And she agreed to be. So I'm going to hear. So hopefully, like, we'll get some nuggets from her as well yeah. because it it is good in theory. But like, where are you keeping it? How many? How much stuff are you keeping? I mean, there's like a logistics some logistics involved with that for sure. Um, we don't have kids. We don't have a huge house, but we do have a basement that has like some good, decent storage that I could be really kind of maximizing if I want to. So I'm hoping to do that, but we'll see. Um, okay. So the morning of, okay. So even, so even, sorry, let's go back. Cause even just organizing all the stuff that you have in your house takes yes. time, right? So yeah. I'm just, I'm very curious. Like at the end of the day, how many hours are you quoting in your project for the lead up to installation day? And this is like my own gut check because I'm like, for me, I've been charging thirty five hundred for that 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 day of my time. And and I even feel like that's not enough. <laughs> so I'm just it's curious. I've never, never curious enough. of what that looks like for you guys. So probably the answer is that we are not
1: charging enough. That's probably the answer, Michelle. But I think that we compensate in a different way. So um, we charge 15%. Our clients have a markup of 15% on every accessory that we bring into their house. Got it. Period. So it may mean that they're actually paying more than retail on some things. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it means they're still getting a deal because we're getting our designer deal. But that extra little bit of padding sort of helps us feel that we're getting a little bit extra compensation for all of this tedious work because it
0: really it, it is legitimately yes, yeah. the di- most difficult part of the process as far as like the toll it takes on your like it's so it's so exhausting. <laughs>
2: like once again, it's probably not so bad for us because we split it. Yes, we yeah. both accessory shop for all of our projects. Right, um, one of us is the lead for the project, so it's the lead like you know kind of designer. Are fully doing all the accessories together. Um, So I think it it lessens the burden a bit that way. And we're also just getting better. We're just getting better. We're realizing okay, maybe we don't need 20 lumbar pillows. We could probably do with 10. Yes.
0: You know, and I do agree. Like I, I have to assume like the more and more we do it over time, we're going to be really good at picking the right pieces and innately knowing that as opposed to like bringing it all in and then having to play, play, play until we figure it out. And then the returns maybe will be more minimal, but okay. So you guys bring all the things over. What, what time how long do those days last for you, generally speaking? And what time do you start? Seven hour day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, you unload everything. And then what I noticed was you guys did a really good job of like categorizing all the things. Fun to it's see awesome.
1: it's, I think it really makes it a quicker process because then we don't have to sort of fish around like, wait a minute, where was that? I know there was something else. It's just all right there. All the candle holders are right there. Which one works good? Bam. Pack everything else up. Yeah. Um, and as we're packing up, we are packing them up into different, um, plastic bins based on where they're being returned. So when we're leaving that day, I just have one big bin that's going right back to West Elm, mm-hmm. some us, one big bin that's going back to Crate and Barrel, and it's already organized for us. Um, and yeah, it's, it's fun to see everything together and it makes the choices, I think easier because it's all right there visually. We'll get rid yeah. of
0: it. Right away. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the plants? Like, Do you guys, do you guys work with, I think I, I messaged you asking you guys this possibly, but when you guys are doing your installation day and there's plants involved, are they faux? Are they real? Is it a mixture? What does that look like? 99% of the time, real. Yes. And how do you, that's another layer of like intensity because now you don't want that plant to break in the car. So what's the strategy on plants? Um, it is often the,
2: the, the second car trip. Okay. Is that for plants. The handyman and yeah. his big bigger truck. We have them. All, we kind of do the plant shopping one or two days before install. The very last thing, yeah. so fragile, and they look great, and we want them to look great. Um, and so that whole bit is just you know spend. We spend a few hours in the nursery getting the exact plant we want, um, getting some care instructions for them. And what we try to do, we've learned to do is to send our clients a follow-up email with care instructions for each plant and what is what. We send a picture and we say, this is on your mantle. Water it once a week. We, yeah. And we say, this is what's in the corner. Don't touch it. Don't look <laughs> at it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's been really helpful. And a lot of our clients, they want plants. They, they know the importance. Like It's a really big part for us. It's, it's, it's really good. important. It makes the, the whole house a home. And it's something that's super important to just making something approachable and inviting. And people who have plants look like they're people who, who care and know how to take care of people and things. And um, so that's why we try oh, to stay away I kill from, all my plants. We try to stay
0: away from yeah. foe. Yeah.
1: I yeah. kill the I love plants and I just... One yeah. after
2: the
0: other. <laughs> no, I love plants too. And ideally... And the other thing too is like when you have real plants involved, it really makes you want to take a photo, fo- like a photograph the space immediately because you don't know what those plants are going to look like in two weeks. That's another part of our install day
2: is um, photographing. Leah does all of our photos. So... Oh, okay. Our...
0: That's so our amazing. Hour. Yeah. So yes. do you... Is that easy to do? Because like, I don't know, especially in the winter, I find like sometimes... I'm not going to lie. For me, I'm normally there until about seven, and then it starts to get dark. Does that become problematic? And do you sometimes just come back the next day? Or
1: I will come back the next day, but we try not to. Okay. I would say that is the exception to the rule. We are almost always photographing the day of install. And again, this is probably a benefit of having two people. But while Sonia is cleaning everything up and you know, organizing all of the returns, I am setting up the tripod and going for it.
0: Yeah. You're, you're right. I keep, I mean, I see there's two of you, but I, my brain is still like thinking like one. Um, and okay. do you, What about styling for you guys? Like, are you ever like, I don't really like how you styled that. I wouldn't have done it that way. How do you handle those types of situations as a, as a duo? Yeah, that's, I mean, I think
1: that's a really good question. I think that we have just this and innate trust in one another. So there's definitely been moments where I think Sonia's like, that's not how I would have done it or I feel the same. But A, if you're the project lead, you have the sort of final word. Yeah. Which I think is just such a nice rule because then we don't have to question it or discuss it, right? My project at the end of the day, I think it looks best, so it's over. And we're super respectful of that. Um, But also back in the beginning, we have really outlined how each mantle or coffee table is going to look. So we're kind of already on board with the bones of the moment so that it's not a surprise when we get there. Yes. The tray was going to go here and which base looks better. There's not a ton of huge decision-making that we have to grapple with. Mm
0: -hmm. So like, it sounds to me like you're saying like you almost do like sketches with like, is that what you mean? A conversation. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Have a conversation. Like if it was, if I was the lead design, I'd say, okay, for this table, I'm picturing kind of separating into three areas. I want a tray, a large tray, a book and then a plan. And then, you know, we kind of had that conversation. So we both just start looking for trays and the right book.
1: Yeah. We sort of
0: walk
2: away from that design meeting with our shopping list.
0: Right. I love that. And so do you guys just take turns being the designer, the design lead on a project? Like, Mm -hmm. yes. Yep. And that's just it. It's kind of like, you know what? That I, you're like inside, maybe you're wishing so hard it was yours, but that doesn't matter. The rule is the rule. Before we're
2: that's praying it. so gladly that it's not ours. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> no never, 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 never. Never. never, never, never. Never. Yeah, no, I feel you. We'll never. say never. Okay. Um, so, okay, that's really cool. I think that that's a really interesting strategy for people who might be listening that are, um you know, have a partner like you guys do, because. I'm just such a control freak. I my I can't wrap my head around it. But I do think that obviously I think I could wrap my head around it if I felt like I really respected, like you said, the other person's work and you were just like very aligned, which it sounds like you are. You're showing up to installation day with the same pillows sometimes. Like yeah. Yeah. you're like you're very in sync, obviously. Yeah, they're friends. Yeah, they've so been friends for yeah. a long time. I just kind of know. You're yeah. like doo, do doo doo, yeah. You're yeah, And hearing. we both
2: go to, we all, we both always go to the initial, um, consultation and the creative presentation and the creative presentation. So we're in the process, like, like kind of two feet in, um, like 60% of the way we're both kind of involved. Right. Um, it's that one person who says, this is really what I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And how do you guys bill for us two designers on a project? Oh, sorry. You know what? Okay. I know you do a flat fee, right? But at the same time, like at some point I assume like you're, you're estimating hours in order to drive that fee. So like, if you're going to say like, okay, this project's going to take me 10 hours. I assume you're multiplying that by an hourly number, um, which is what's that number for you in order to get you to be compensated for two of you. $120 a person. Okay. Got it. That, that makes sense. And so what, do you ever have clients who say things like, you know, well, I'm, I'm paying. And how do you actually build that actually? So if you guys were both working on something at the same time or you're both on site for a site visit, are you billing the client for two people or is there a blended fee? So for site visits, it's really the lead. just one Oh, okay. And we'll kind of
2: just had a pre-chat. Like I'm going to meet the tile guy today. Do yeah. you have any thoughts on grout? And it's like a really quick conversation. This is what I'm thinking. Do you think that's good? And then the lead just kind of goes along. Because it is, you know, we don't want to be kind of slamming our clients unless it's something where we felt we needed both of our opinions, which does happen. Right. Um, And that first meeting, like where we're knocking down walls and such, that's kind of a good thing to have both of us
0: for. Right. Okay. I want to go back to installation day. So installation day, you then repack your boxes um, with the things. And like how many hours would you say, in, like on average, you have to take to return things?
1: It depends. So I, we're really specific about where we shop. We Each project has a, right, if it's a more modern project, then CB2 is a great example of where we're going to be leaning. If it's definitely more transitional or head to Pottery burner, or wherever the, the, the stores are, but we're really specific about a, choosing only maybe two to four stores per project that we're going to be shopping at. The sky is not the limit. And that uh-huh. is very much dictated by this return um, phase. And their style. Yes. yes. And yeah. the style of the room.
2: Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: Um, and then also, sort of what you were saying, we have these nice relationships that we're, we've developed with all of these stores. So, you know, Sonia goes to two stores. I go to two stores. They're usually expecting us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Sometimes we can literally call ahead and we just go for it. I mean, I think between dividing it up, it's probably about five hours each. Maybe less. Maybe less. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Three or four at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a little bit less because we're pretty good about being organized with our Mm -hmm. seats and, um, you know, she can return things I've bought and I can return things she's Mm bought. Correct. So we just split
0: that up. Yeah. Okay. Again feeling much better but like sometimes I'm just like am I taking too long I don't know I mean obviously it's a work in progress and we always want to be working quicker but like I really do think that if you like it it takes the time it takes it's like it's an art and and what I can find frustrating a little bit is like in the Facebook groups like we have to be really careful to to, for people's advice, because not everybody, first of all, I consider myself a decorator. And as a decorator, I, I put a high emphasis on, on the styling. And mm-hmm. I think that people expect that, like, I'm not coming in your house to pick finish, like most of the time to take down walls and I'm there to style and furnish your home to perfection. So it has to be on point. And but whereas like sometimes in the groups, cause you're trying, like, I mean, you're always trying to get a gut check. At least I am. It's like, is this too many hours? Is this unreasonable? Like, can I charge this? Like, is it okay? And then you have people who are like, oh, I, it takes me two hours to style a home. And you're like, what? But then we, we just have to be very careful when we take advice in these groups at times, because number one, you know, go check out their portfolio. Is it styled to the level that you would consider being styled or is it someone who renovated a home and threw a couple accessories up as like finishing touches right Right. and I think it takes the time it takes to create the perfect vignette that you're proud of and I I'm just very happy to hear that you guys are very much on the same page on that. we
2: we really will scour if we really have thought you know what I I need this gray vase and we can't find it anywhere we will like rack our brains to find the right piece because it's just gonna make it complete and yeah. I think we're both creatives and we're both like on that little bit of a perfectionist bit where
0: yeah. I can't settle unless I've found the thing that's in my mind. And I, I know sometimes it's so hard, isn't it? You're like, it's in my mind and nothing else will do. <laughs> yeah.
1: And yeah. I think that what you said really resonates with us too. Yeah. We put a really huge priority on the styling piece. As you can see in our Insta stories, we're yeah. having a lot of fun, but it's a huge part of the project for us. And I think that we have found that it's sold projects for us, Mm -hmm. that people feel this sort of magical transformation, not when the furniture arrives, but when the styling is done. That is when people have these moments where they are so excited and we are so happy for them. And we have a high standard of what that part of the process looks like. And we feel really strongly about executing it. And sort of, as we're talking about, there's no quick and dirty way to do that, you know? And, but- it's awesome because we know, like I said, that we do a good job with it and it's actually sold us projects because when people want something on our website that is styled in a certain way, well, that's a full service package and you have to go through points A, B, and C to get there. Um, and then also, I mean, people... And this is just a funny little bit, but people will actually take photographs the day of install. Our clients. Our clients. Yeah. Like, and so that when their kids have... Change things. They are putting it exactly back as Leo, you know, Leah, and Sonia. We're Cleaning ladies coming in. Yes, cleaning the ladies. cleaning ladies are doing it's cr- exactly. We had the same experience. I. It's like a shrine. We yeah. go back time and time and are sort of amazed by how precise people are with keeping things exactly the way we have left it. And to us, that's just such an indicator of this right. is important. Like this to them, this is what, part of a huge part of the reason right. why we are here.
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely and like that's the one thing I tell clients too is like until the styling all you have is furniture in a room like it's really you know it's just really like it doesn't feel complete and it's often that point is often where clients can get on their own and often like I know I can go into clients houses I I don't do just do you guys do just styling for clients No, No, right because of the amount of effort for me, I, I used to and I did the last one I did was in January and it was because this home was just so damn beautiful that she had done, she had great taste, but she was struggling with the styling and she had shelves and, and I was like, you know what? No, I do want to, I do want to do this. Um, yeah. But a lot of clients can furnish their homes, like whether they furnish them the way we would have done it, maybe not. But a lot of the times that's where clients struggle the most is creating those vignettes. Now, when you guys are styling, like, do you guys ever have, like, we brought all the things in, but there's just some straggler pieces. Like, now that we're here, I just really feel like we need this and we don't have it. Like, do you ever go back with, like, a straggler piece, I call it? We are really good about not doing that. We have really covered a a
2: million pieces. We bring a lot of stuff. And sometimes the client is home right when we get there, and we just say, don't panic. We're bringing a lot of stuff here we're going to take most of it back we promise because yeah. they're just around like what is happening yeah uh, so it, like just the, the styling part is so intuitive and it's so fluid that you just need to have it sounds so simple that you you know you just need a, a black candlestick but you really kind of need three different black candlesticks to see which is the right one um and we've yeah. kind of learned that and so we, we we bring them all
0: it's oh my god I'm so right there with you on all of this. Um, and I think that the big, like this, the big thing that you guys just gave me, like the nugget for me is like, I don't need to wait till the week before because generally speaking, I would, sometimes it would be like three days leading up to and I go crazy for like five hours in a day, three to five hours in a day. And you're just, it's just so exhausting. And it's, it's a lot to be schlepping around at one given moment and filling your car like that, like it just gets nuts. Whereas you could be a little bit more mindful too. Like I'm here and I just saw the greatest piece that I didn't even mean to, like I'm shopping for another client, but I'm seeing this and it's going to be perfect. Why not grab that and and get it now? So I'm very excited about that nugget. Um, So how long, okay. End of the day shows like end of the day you've styled, you've photographed, do your clients then show up at the house and meet you for the reveal and is that like a standard, or do you sometimes like you know they're not going to get home, so you like clear the way and leave, and they might come home without you there?
1: So this is a lesson learned for us. <clears throat> um, and this might feel a little bit unorthodox, but we actually ask that we're not there when the clients get home.
0: Oh, I know. I and I actually can totally appreciate that. It's
1: it's hard. It's a it's a lot of pressure for a person to come in and see their home so different and they don't need us watching them and you know they don't need to be imagining that we're watching their reactions and critiquing and judging. We just want them to come home and take it in and take their time. And we've just found that without that sort of pressure moment that it goes really, really well. And also it gives them a chance to live in it for a minute. And then we have a follow-up conversation where we can talk through any questions they have. And so sort of Sonia said, we'll have a follow-up email with some details, of how to care for their many plants, <laughs> um, and I you know, we've definitely become the crazy plant ladies, which is hilarious because I am like you and I, I kill so many plants. Yeah, but um, it has become a real gray oak signature, and we kind of love it. Um, oh,
0: I like that. Yeah. yeah, I really like that too. I don't
2: know why I never. You're okay. We disappear. We we leave That's a nice we leave a nice note. Yes, and um. We just say, you know, it's going to take a few days to get used to this. We've, we've just flipped your world upside down. So just live with it for a few days. Don't panic because there is the moment of panic and and talk to us in a few days. Um, and that, that seems to be really helpful. Yeah. I, I would say another part of design, um, in terms of accessories that we have learned along the way is, um, we haven't really talked about this, but artwork, we kind of consider that in the world of accessories it's just something we've learned to get real specific on and get prior approval to. Same. Um, I
0: agree. I I used to not. And now it's part of like phase one where I'm presenting you those. And then if we didn't get it, we're still going to go ahead with the furniture. And we're going to try to figure this art piece throughout the like period of time yeah. when we're waiting for that furniture. Because it. some clients are like, they, they don't know what they want, but they do want to be involved and then some Some clients just don't care that and that's great but um or they're just like whatever you presented was amazing so I totally agree and it's just it's too hard otherwise but um I really like that too though because let me tell you like I have a real mental like I am like you did not react the way I needed you to react for me to feel um, good about what's happened here today yeah. So it's like, that. it's just such a huge,
1: huge change for them. And it's like, yeah. they just need a moment to be able to take it in. It is so different from furniture to styling. Like you said, it's like just creating this warm homes, ho- homey space. Yeah. Just the furniture is a little cold. All of the details are what makes them feel like, oh, this is a place where people live. This is a place people love. Um, and they don't need someone watching them sort of react to that really intimate moment.
0: Oh my God. I really like that. And I am going to do that from now on. And, um, okay. So it's funny that you say that because I've never considered that concept of like, I will tell clients during like when painting is happening, for example, I'll say like, okay, heads up, we are going really dark in your bedroom. And I need you to know that you're going to come home and you're probably gonna be like, what have I done? Like (laughs) this was a mistake. And I need you to just like let it settle. And it's, and it's, I say the same thing about furniture. Like you're going to get a new couch. That's going to be either bigger or smaller and you're going to feel like it's all wrong, but I need you to just like, know that it's going to take a transition period for it to settle in your brain. Yes, I never considered saying that for like, Oh, oh, coming home to an entirely newly styled home. You know what's the best part though? Like, have you, I'm sure this happens because it's happened with when I've said it about painting a room instead I and I'm just like it's all about managing expectations they came home and instead of them being like you know hearing nothing which is what I would expect to happen if they were like what have I done I get an email that's like we love it yes and it's just like the best because you basically I mean maybe this is like a weird thing but you've like kind of set them up for like managing expectations like for the worst and then instead they're like oh my god I love it and then you get to hear that and it's the best it is, yeah, yes. It's setting
1: expectations for everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes. especially like for me, it's almost like setting expectations for myself too so that I don't spiral.
2: Yes. Yeah. Cindy,
0: like she did not jump up and down or cry. Yes. She yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I think
2: one of our very, very first jobs, we were home and our client came home and was really quiet. Didn't really say much of anything either way, but just very quiet. And we left that project thinking, oh my God, did we just bomb that? They later became our number one fan. They love us. They like haven't touched a thing in their house, but their own personal reaction, it was just, she was super emotional. And so she was like, maybe gonna cry and doesn't know us like that well.
0: Ah, yeah, you're so, so
2: right. It's kind of a moment to have like with your husband maybe, And it just feels like a funny moment for us. So we misread that. We went in the car and we're like, oh, wow, we're going to return all this stuff. This is terrible. Um, And she loved it. Every single thing she loved. Um, Oh, my
0: God. It's so true. Like, that's been a big learning for me is that, like, because I'm a very expressive person. So, like, when I don't get the type of response I would give, I would do the same thing. And I have really had to learn that, like, look, not everybody. First of all, some people just want their home to be decorated, but they're not going to get excited about it. Like they, they're just like, I wanted my home to be done, but that doesn't mean I'm going to, I'm going to jump up and down about it. Yep. Right. Like, that's sure. just, and, and like, sometimes I just get an email. It's like, we love it. Good job. And yeah. it's like, not how I would have said it, but to yeah. me, like that actually probably was like a lot for that person. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, I, I never would have considered not being home. So how do you, how do you plan that? Do you kind of say like, I'm going to let you know when we've cleared the house, just in case it runs later, um, that you guys are totally good and we'll give you that window. when yep. you We going. have a hard time. We're out. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: We're, we're out of it's there at fun. that time. When the bus comes, <laughs> we got to go. Yeah. Pick up our kids. Yes, we're getting our kiddos. Oh
1: well, uh,
0: there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. that's smart.
2: And we're just
1: texting. It's kind of nice them.
2: that it forces us, though, because yep. we are. It, you could take a long time really stepping back and looking at your shelfy styling and really going, I don't know, move this there. But we have gotten very good at editing. That's another good thing that we do. We kind of zoom around the room. We'll style the coffee table. We'll style the shelves. We'll style the mantle. Then we do pillows, and then we kind of.
0: Have you know take a break? I'm so sorry. Say that all again. You have a strategy for? I want to hear that again. Actually, oh, you, um, what we, is it that you do? We usually do shelves. Okay, because
1: they're the hardest. It's kind of just like yeah.
2: setting the tone, yes. and once we nail that that shelf vignette, we feel good about the mantle. Then we feel good about the coffee table, and then the last thing we do is actually the pillows because it's just like icing on the cake. Yeah. Um. And so once we do all that, we kind of go through it again, second time, and just look. And if I've done majority of the shelf part, Leah will just go through and just kind of move something or take something away and has different eyes. Yeah, So it's like a very shared
0: editing bit that I think makes it all work really nicely. Yeah. That is really good. So I wonder too, like I have heard, the fact that you're taking photos on the same day, because I have I've done this myself and I've heard this, I don't know where, I think more than once, where sometimes like if you take a photo of like, whatever, like the shelf, the, this in the photo, you see things differently, whether yes. it's balance or, you know, the texture is not, whatever it is. And so I'm, I, I assume like maybe even when you're taking photos, you might catch things that you might not have caught just to the eye.
1: hundred percent. Yeah. yeah we're, I'm saying, oh, Sonia, that's, that's asymmetrical. That's or whatever the case may be, we can tweak it in those moments because it does show up in that little frame in a way that doesn't, when you're taking in the whole room at one
0: time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about the very end, right? So you guys leave a gift I'm going to start doing that too. God, these are good nuggets, but do you ever, what happens? Like, okay. So you reach out, you, you then leave, they come home to the reveal. Yes. When do you, and they probably email you, text you, call you, whatever that looks like. That's probably like nine times out of 10, what happens? Cause they're excited. But aside from that, when is your next, like, I'm going to contact you to find out, are you happy? Do you need me to pick up anything that you don't want to keep?
1: That's the follow-up email that we are sending. We sort of have a process of, of pretty formulaic in terms of outlined email. Here's your plant care instructions. Here's maybe something unexpected that happened on the day that we need to let you know about. Yeah. Um, here's just sort of all of the wrap-up points. Here's your stain treatment warranty. Like all of the little details that we need to just let them know about. Um, We have in this one email and it gives them an opportunity to sort of low pressure, respond to all of those logistics and then give us their feedback if they haven't done so. But to your point, we're usually getting a text or a call or something pretty quickly. Yeah.
2: And we have a 48 hour policy for returns. Yes. Got it. Because we've already been shopping for so long. We can't let that window go where we can no longer return. Right. No, 8% of the times no, people don't want to return anything. Yeah. It's everything as as it should be.
0: You know what? It's it's absolutely the same early in my business where I was working with clients that like I hadn't vetted well enough and there's like just red flags, like probably wouldn't be a client now, although I'm sure it'll happen again. Like sometimes they're just going to squeak through, but generally speaking now I'm finding that it's like very smooth sailing compared to some of the madness that I was dealing with early on. But okay. I'm curious on your thoughts. Like Now you've like you've had this very intimate relationship with a client where you're like talking to them very often you're seeing them you're like very involved in their life. And then all of a sudden the the project ends. Yes. Do you ever feel like do you guys have like a strategy for like, okay, you know what, we're gonna actually follow up with them in a week or two or two a month. Um, some Sometimes I clients, feel like awkward about that. Like all of a sudden you're out of my life and I haven't talked that to you again. It is. I mean, we try to, um, some clients want us to do their whole
2: house. Like yeah. when we walk in, they're like, okay, can you just do every room? And we just work two rooms at a time max Oh. So in phases. So like for one particular client, we've been in their house for two years. Yes. We're just doing All kinds of rooms over. So they are still very much part of our life. It will be sad when we're done. So
0: people don't leave our lives is the answer. We just keep coming back.
2: That's okay. So
0: you're saying if somebody comes to you with a whole house, you don't furnish the whole house at once. No. And I
1: think that it's, uh, uh, this is a learned thing that has happened. And it was pretty organic the way it happened in that, um, you know, we like to really get to know someone. Like you're saying, this is a super personal, intimate relationship. We're creating the space that they come home to every day. And it works really well for us to have one room that we work together. We get to know each other. They get to know our style. We get to understand their function and how they're going to use their home. And then everything after that is inevitably so much quicker, so much more streamlined. Yes.
0: Yes. And they Mm -hmm. also like trust you. Do you not find that like once you finish that first, those first three rooms, you've now built the trust Yes, where all of a sudden they're like actually eager. Like I'm working with a client right now who we originally went in the full scope of the whole home, but we paired it back on account of like budgetary reasons. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I'm working on my husband right now to start getting you on the other rooms that we didn't put in. So, and and then everything does get so much easier it's so yeah. true so there's when someone inherently yeah there's just an inherently
2: like you there's a there's a trust that just needs to be there that you just can't rush it and the only way you can get through it is i don't know just having that relationship that successful relationship yeah. and it's nice
1: to to create that successful relationship on a smaller scale where the the stakes aren't so high right when you're doing a whole house there's a lot more room for Madness to occur. There's just so many moving parts. If you are starting with a master bedroom Then it's easier. It's just a a more clean project where you can really do it Awesome and really get to know them and then you can branch out from there to the more difficult parts of the house.
0: Yeah, And, and just like It is hard for people to hand over that much money to somebody when they have not earned it yet like, you know, so I could see that being so true so Um, are we good? We're going on a tour. We're going on a tour. We're losing. We got to plug in because we are losing battery quick here. (laughs) Correct. So when someone comes to you for a whole home, do you quote the entire project in phases or do you say, okay, you came to me with your whole entire home, but we let's decide what two to three spaces, whatever it is, we're going to phase in first. And I'm going to, we're going to quote you for that.
2: Exactly. We just do it. Like, what is your high priority? Do you need to have a really functioning, wonderful family room right now? Or is it that the bathroom that you need to fully pay attention to? Um, and like I said, if it's not moving tons of walls, if it's not a big remodeling job, we're very comfortable taking on two rooms. So a dining room and a, like a formal sitting room, like, yes, we can do both of those rooms together. Um, where if it's like i need the whole kitchen done plus a bathroom we might just want to kind of piece that out a bit just to yeah. see how it goes and we also make recommendations based,
1: you know during that initial conversation we're able to say listen <clears throat> the common space in your house you should get you should get to first we can do your master bedroom because you know it's you want it to be beautiful and it's a priority, but everyone is living in the living room every day. And let's, let's nail that first. Like we're able to sort of make recommendations based on who they are and how they're living.
0: Right. Yeah. So many nugs. I got a lot of nugs here today. I I love that. We learned from like the first job we ever
2: did. I think (sighs) we priced out the whole house. They wanted to do the whole house. And what happened at the end was they just didn't realize the budget that would require. So we just had to de-scope and de-scope and de-scope. So instead of like doing it backwards, where we worked really hard to create these proposals that just be this end up being like, Oh no, we, we're not going to do that. Um, we just kind of say like, let's try it this way. We'll propose one or two rooms and how does that look and feel to you? Um, it's just a lot more successful and it's a kind of a win-win for everybody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so do you guys actually, when you do your initial proposal with your service fees, um, do you also include like, okay, we're doing your dining room, living room. Here's what we think you need for furniture. Like we've been in this space. We, we know we need a table. We need six chairs. We need a sofa, coffee table, two chairs, whatever. And, and then attach a number to each so that they can like buy into what they're probably looking at before. Or do you go to presentation and then identify the costs? So we,
1: this was probably the biggest lesson that we learned in our business side of Crayoke Studio is that we um, sign on with the project. We have the initial meeting and we collect 50% of our design fee before we do any of that work. There is no proposal by way of what furniture you need.
0: No, I don't. Yeah, I totally agree. So, okay. sorry. Sometimes no, it is confusing. So, when you give the propose the service proposal that says like, here's what our, our flat fees are. In that, before they sign on to a project, so not furniture proposal. Sorry, it is confusing. But like, you're gonna say to the client like, okay, it's gonna cost you ten thousand dollars in service fees, mm-hmm. and the rooms we're working on, we are the budget. I think is realistic for you is. Or do you not even talk about that number yet until the presentation? Like, do you buy them in to a budget before at the same time they're buying into your service fees?
2: So I think that the first conversation, the phone one, the intake call, we try to get a rough estimate of their budget. Have you set aside a number for this project, we say? And some people say, I don't know. And we kind of just give a little feedback then without having eyes on it. We say typically, you know, a room like that could go between 10 and 20,000 for furnishing. Um, Haven't seen your space, you know, we can't really, but it just throws a number out there. Um, But just specifically, I think
1: your question is no, we do not give them pricing on furniture and the the materials budget until the creative presentation. So they are seeing. All of the art together with the money together. They're not. Our service fee is one conversation, and then the materials fee is during the creative presentation. Got it.
0: And we just, but, have the, but you have like thrown it out there, so we, like thrown yeah, okay. out there to try to just
2: kind of see if it's not even in the realm of possibility. Let's yes. not waste anybody's time. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yes. We've kind and of I mean, had a like soft conversation about it.
0: Got it. And so, um, do you like? How many clients are like, oh, yeah, or not clients, how many leads, like when you're doing throwing those numbers around, like does it do its job where it's like, you know, yeah, we get leads that are just not willing to, they have a very unrealistic number in their head for what they can actually accomplish in like $5,000. And does that happen with you guys? Yes.
2: It did a lot more at the beginning. Yeah. And and at the beginning, we were more willing just to build our portfolio. Yes. So it was kind of a bit of a compromise. And just having more experience and years behind us, um, the right people are just kind of coming to us more and more. Yeah. That's so great. We were a little uncomfortable with the idea of putting our pricing on our
1: website, but we ultimately decided to. And I think that has also done a really good job for us in terms of bringing people to us that are comfortable with the cost of hiring a professional interior designer.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And also, I want to note that your copy is really good. Like it's very approachable and um, personable. Like it's, I, I really like the copy on your website. It's really good. Thanks, Michelle. Is right. Whatever all that's worth. Okay, <laughs> um, okay guys. So we are wrap, we're going to wrap up because like it's, we're going over an hour, but I'm very excited with this one. I think people are going to really, really like this episode. It was really packed full of awesome information. So why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram and what your website is?
1: Sure, so we are Grey Oak Studio, G R A Y, Grey Oak Studio. And our website is www.greyoakstudio.com. Our handle is Grey Oak Studio. And uh, yeah.
2: And we're going to High Point next weekend. So if anyone's going,
0: DM us. Oh my God, amazing. I wish I was going. I'm not going. Is it already next weekend? Yes. 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 Have you guys been? No. This is our first time. Man, at least you guys have each other.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's
0: very intense, but I'm sure you've been warned. I know. <laughs> we both have new seekers. New seekers. Come <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh I'm 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 hoping to go to Vegas market mostly because like I'm like I don't think I can handle high point again. It was a it was very intense. But as long as you have like a strategy of like the places that are important for you to go see all the products in person, like and make sure you get those, it was uh, I just the whole time got feeling like I was missing everything because there was so much. And I'm like the type of person who's like, I failed. Like I don't, I don't think I saw everything I was supposed to see. And, but I, it's impossible. It's just not yeah. possible.
1: <laughs> I mean, oh honestly, h- hanging out together and without our kiddos for the weekend, there's also some benefit to that. It will probably be a little less chaotic than our dad.
0: Okay. One last question, even though like, whatever it's been like, this has not has this, made your relationship better it hasn't strained your relationship like were you guys afraid of that at all
1: no honestly we just leaped yeah it's kind of probably we should have thought about it more <laughs> we did we should have thought about it more yeah. but no like it's not to say that we don't have moments where we're like this isn't working or let's figure this out but we've been really lucky that it's just been super organic it's happened we're having so much fun oh my god it's been great
0: <laughs> that's awesome. And are you guys BFF?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean we, we all, we both don't just do things 24 seven together. Like right. we, have our own life. we live a mile away from each other. Yes. So it is important to have your own life too. Cause we spend yes. so much time together. Yeah,
0: and, um, I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well guys, congratulations on all your success. And I can't wait to keep following you guys and seeing what you guys keep doing. And I am just so happy that we got to chat. Yes.
1: same we gotta meet in person at some point I
0: know I know it's gonna happen for sure mm-hmm. alright guys have the best time at High Point I, wanna re- mm. I want you guys to tell me I want to hear your thoughts and feelings on like what it was like and, and how it went for you Because
2: we heard it's spring break for designers so that's yeah. fun
0: oh my god the parties like the showroom parties I, I, we did the four hands party and it was a blast but I'm like man I'm too old for this like I can't <laughs>
1: I oh, have yeah, a feeling we're going to be just loving sleeping in a hotel room and getting it like eight hours.
0: Oh <laughs> my God, right? How old are your kids? Oh God. They go from one to nine. Yeah, Oh minor- my God. Yeah. So many so it's between like you have like a very young one plus you're taking like the older ones to like this, this, and this. So yes. the fact that you guys have six kids between you and you're running a business is absolutely insane. I can we're barely, barely bunch, handle it. And you I you only have like exactly. a Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> amazing. Girls. Oh my God. awesome. They're pretty much going to get married too, obviously, right? Probably.
2: Yeah. That would work out,
0: I think. Actually. Yeah.
1: Like, well, at least one couple in the workshop. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. All right, guys. Have an amazing weekend. Thank you so so much. I super appreciate I it. Know. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.